You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Well, so you're going to you be can... repeat. You're going to be repeating this when we start recording. I can't. <laughs> I've already said it once. And I think, people, that's how we're going to start Geekiest Show ever this week. Uh, Guy's here and he's repeated it once and he doesn't want to say it again. But I uh, will. Okay, and we're going to do a special episode. We, we invited Guy here because, you know, we wanted to hear his uh, ever-changing podcast setup and uh, how he does things. Cause we, I, like know, to, I like to think of it as schizophrenic. <laughs> Uh, it's always interesting. Yeah, no, it's the guy behind <laughs> you. Uh, I try to ignore the voices in my head. They're confusing. Um, yeah, and <laughs> maybe if I took these headphones off, it would help. But anyway, uh, so yeah, we're, uh, so like I said, we invited Guy in because, you know, we, we don't tinker with our setup so much, but we keep having issues. <laughs> Skype dries yeah. us up a wall. And so we thought we would just, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, okay, so you know, explain your setup and then we'll just chime in, ask questions, and we'll pick his brain. It. Sure, <laughs> well, well, that will take long. <laughs> mm. Um, well, how do you guys want to start? Do you want to start at the, the front end or the back end? <laughs> wow, there's a loaded, loaded yeah, that's loaded. Okay, Ooh. come on, that okay. was well, let's start at the mic and work, <laughs> let's start at the mic and work our way towards okay. the podcast. There we go. All right. Well, starting from the microphone, uh, I've tried I've tried many different microphones over the years, and uh, the the problem that a lot of people face when they're choosing a microphone is they'll hear people on. Uh, well, actually, let, let me go back a little bit. There there's two different types of microphones. In essentially two different types of microphones, you've got condenser microphones and you have dynamic microphones. Condenser microphones require what's known as 48 volts phantom power. And these microphones are have basically preamps kind of built into them, which is what the phantom power is for. So, in essence, when you connect up a condenser microphone, whether it's XLR or USB, you get a, a pretty hot output. And so you can you can get that like deep, rich radio-esque DJ kind of voice. The problem with condenser microphones is because they're so hot, they pick up everything, everything, everything that's in the room, your hard drive noises, the uh, washer and dryer that are going off in, you know, your neighbor's house, two blocks away, you know, a, a plane that's flying to Tucson, Arizona, and I live in Washington, DC. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to factor all that in. So that's the problem with the condenser. Can you microphone. hear my husband's car running outside right now? Yes, and he should turn off that engine before he asphyxiates. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> What's wrong with him? I was going to well, say he's, something. He's, about he's it. waiting for the uh, air conditioning to cool it off. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're in Arizona, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so uh, hot. I just saw, speaking of, of temperatures, I've been watching the temperatures in my old hometown of uh, South Florida, or hometown, home area of South Florida. And it's like in the, the low hundreds right now. And that's, that's, Pretty hot when you factor in the humidity as well. But it, yeah, because it's also moist there. Here it's dry. Yeah. Oh, you go outside, you're moist yeah. immediately. Yeah. It's like yeah. amita moist. That's that's yeah. what it, that's what we call it. Amita here, moist. Here you can just dry out, and it feels like a hair dryer is blowing on you all the time. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of what it's like in Saudi Arabia too. I wouldn't. Where, 
but thank you. It's so hot all the time. Well, no, seriously, because it's so dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that you don't really sweat that much. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Everybody that comes to visit, oh, but I didn't sweat and it's so hot. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's because it just evaporates. Oh, but that it's quickly. a dry heat. I hate it when people say it's a dry heat. It's like, shut that up. That is why it is so it's just important hot. to hydrate it's hot, here. Okay. Yeah. So many people get sick here because they dehydrate so quickly because they do not realize. How did we go from microphones? Because <laughs> I asked because I asked about the engine because I have an ATR twenty one hundred. Yes, and I was going to ask you about that. That's what because uh, you were talking about the difference mm-hmm. between condenser and dynamic, and, dynamic, and right. I think mine's a dynamic. I always get them confused. Yes, but the the ATR twenty one hundred, the Samsung Q two U, and the Knox KN one which are all essentially the same type of microphone have unique and special qualities, which we'll talk about in just a second. Let's talk about dynamic microphones for a second. And what, what do we all have? So I think Elise and I, we both have the, the ATR 2100. I have a condenser. I have a condenser. No, no, you have an ATR 2100. I can see it from here. Yeah. Same right. as mine. We have the exact okay. same microphone. Okay. That's a dynamic. A dynamic. Right. 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 Okay. So and we I, have a dynamic. And what Mike do you guys have? Mike has a condenser. Yeah, I got a C uh uh Behringer CO two C one U. Oh, C one U. Okay. Guy? Okay. I have a Heil PR forty. And which that's is the one I had? That, that's a dynamic mic. That's a very unfortunate, and I wish I hadn't gotten it. Honestly, it's it's really? a very expensive dynamic microphone. Uh, so but I got it. How I got many it dynamic? Off, I've lost how, track already. <laughs> we have how, how many, many microphones and how do many I have? Sensors? No, between the between the four of us. Uh, Mike is the only one that has a condenser microphone. Okay. And the rest, the other three of us are on dynamics. Dynamic microphones. Okay. Right. I think and, my- if, and as we're talking, can you point out like the differences in what we're saying sure. and how, how it sounds? So like that's well, why that's why I posed that question. That's how we got it, the weather. It's not I just the microphone. The engine. It's, it's not just the microphone. It's there's there's a lot of other factors that go into it. But the the nice thing about dynamic microphones, especially one that has like a cardioid polar pattern. And mm-hmm. as you look at polar, as you look at polar patterns, you've got like an omnidirectional, which means that it picks up, you know, noise or, or sounds all the way around it. Uh, you've got cardioid, which kind of focuses it in one direction. You've got uh, omnidirectional or sorry, bidirectional that, that kind of go out in like a figure eight type of type of pattern. Um, but most microphones that podcasters were going to use, for example, are going to be like a cardioid polar pattern where you've got this, this cone that kind of – whoops, sorry. I hope I didn't hear that. That kind of spreads out from where the, the element is that's inside the microphone that's actually picking up the noise. So – but the nice thing about dynamic microphones is they don't need phantom power. However – they're also relatively low output. So whatever it is that you connect them to, whether it's a mixer or an audio interface, of, I actually use both, which is really weird. Um, but there's there's a method behind my madness. There is, I swear. <laughs> yeah, just keep telling yourself that. Sorry. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, 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 it it's how you, my brain works. It gets you through the night. So there you go. Yeah, 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 my wife just stays stays there awake all night, going. I have to wait until he's asleep. I have to wait until he's asleep. <laughs> like Renfield. So I so I muted it yeah. for a while because my husband was still like running his engine. He's finally taking off now, and I wondered if you could still hear it. Can you point out like maybe 
what the features are of the microphones that we're actually talking on for recording this podcast uh-huh. in relation to what you were just talking about. So okay. you're talking about the cardioid. We have cardioids, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Both you, Elisa, and myself uh, have microphones that have a cardioid polar pattern. They're dynamic microphones. The difference between the Heil PR40 that I use and the microphones that you both have is they have something that's kind of in common with condenser microphones in that they have kind of a preamp built into them. And that's why when you connect it up via uh, XLR, you have a much lower output than you do when you connect it up via USB. Which is what Elise and I are doing. We're using just straight up USB. Mm-hmm. Right. So the USB power that's coming from your computer or your your USB hub or however it is that you have it connected to your computer is putting power onto the microphone, which is why the little blue light that you'll see uh, on those microphones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, I can't see. I have, I have to unplug it because it keeps me up at night. It's in my room. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there's no reason why you, why you can't. Uh, but the problem, though. Mm-hmm. With USB microphones in general, especially on the Mac, on the PC side, because everything needs drivers, mm-hmm. you have a, a separation of the different types of microphones because each microphone is going to have somewhat different drivers. On the Mac side, everything uses core audio. And mm-hmm. because it all uses core audio, typically if you look in uh, – what is that program called? Uh, um, uh, audio MIDI uh, – it's in the, it's in the oh. utility folder. Yeah, it has the little audio MIDI setup. Audio Audio MIDI MIDI setup. setup. Right. Uh, If you have, like, say you had two uh, Audio Technica 2100 USB microphones and they're both connected up via USB, they would both show up as the exact same microphone. And the Uh only way you would be able to tell which one was which would be to disconnect one. Right. And see which one goes away. (laughs) Right. And then what you would do at that point is create a. Oh, what is, oh, darn it. See, oh, this is making me so crazy. I can't think of these things. You have to use that app to create something. To... A profile? Or... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's called, I'll tell, God, I swear. <laughs> if I had brains, I'd be so dangerous. <laughs> well, there's probably a reason for that then. <laughs> it is called an aggregate device. Oh, okay. So okay. what you would do is you would create an audio, an audio, <laughs> audio MIDI setup you create an aggregate device and you would attach that aggregate device to the current USB microphone that you have connected. And then you could change the name of it because you can't change the name of the microphone as it stands in audio MIDI setup. You have to Mm -hmm. make an aggregate device to do that. Personify it. Exactly. Then you would do the same thing with the second one. You would plug that one in and then you'd make another aggregate device However, there are ways around that as well. You can take audio MIDI setup and just go throw it off to the side. Who needs it? Because of what Rogue Amoeba has created. Uh huh. I knew you were going to mention that next. Yeah, and that, we'll that, get well. well we're going to get to Rogue Amoeba. Let, let's finish up with microphones. Sure. So, the uh, the Samson Q2U, the Audio Technica ATR2100, and the Knox KN01 are these special hybrid. Uh, dynamic microphones that have both XLR and USB. And the cool thing about these microphones, besides that, is that if you have them connected up through USB, you can monitor your audio in real time 
through the headphone jack that's at the bottom of these microphones. Which is, which is what I'm doing. Uh, Lisa, are you doing that too? Do you have yours plugged no, into your No, I can't. I can't do it. It just... Oh, I end up talking <laughs> slow. Yeah, because well, yeah, latency, yeah. yeah, latency will make you sound like mm-hmm. you're you're a drunk on LSD, and that's never right. a good thing. So, what causes latency? Because right now I'm not experiencing that, but I have experienced that. In okay. I well, don't I know well, how to fix it except to turn it all off and turn it back on again. You can't. It can't really be fixed permanently. What latency is is the amount of time that when, when your voice leaves your mouth and hits the element in the microphone. Mm-hmm. It's digitized, goes through uh, XLR cable or through USB, hits your computer, hits some processing there, does whatever else that you have it set up in the chain to do that, and then finally makes it back or back its way around to uh, your headphone jack or or however it is that you're monitoring. And all of this takes time, and granted, a relatively yeah. small amount of time, but you can hear the effects of latency. With as little as twenty five, or yeah, twenty five milliseconds, which is point zero two five seconds. Now, so why would you it. think that Elisa's would she would hear hers and I don't hear mine? What's the uh, difference? Again, in our a lot of it. Well, for one thing, you're listening to it directly from the microphone. Correct. And so that means that that's essentially latency free because. If you have it set up so that the microphone is still going to your computer, but you're listening to it directly through the output of the microphone, then it's going to be it's going to be almost as close to latency free as it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. But if it's going back to your computer and making its way back to the microphone through that headphone jack, you're still going to get the latency. See, my problem is not the latency; it's hearing myself in my yes. head. Exactly. I can't. That's one makes me slow down right because I'm LSD yeah yeah i just i can't do it hmm. well i don't know i mean i've i've gotten used to being a drunk lsd guy for many years so <laughs> well it is a goal to aspire to but. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it really really actually this is and this is true this is true there there were classes that radio djs used to take to deal with latency really? and mm-hmm. like if you talk to someone like dave hamilton dave hamilton does monitor his own voice while he's doing like the Mac geek app. However, he's been doing it for so long that he's able to kind of dismiss it so that it doesn't affect what he's saying. Uh, what the problem with latency is when you speak the, what you're actually hearing isn't necessarily the sound waves from your mouth. It, it's you're hearing the vibrations in your ears uh, you know, there's there's all different ways that, that you can hear noise. If but if it's coming directly from you, and assuming from from your mouth, that's that's what we're talking about here. That yeah, stop it, Mike. Yes. Then, <laughs> Mike. 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 Yes. Then not now. Okay. That is, you know, that's going to be like instantaneous from the moment that you think it to the moment that you say it to the moment that you hear it. There's no there's no delay. But you add just a little bit of delay in there, and you're now hearing something that you thought about and that you said just milliseconds ago. And unless you're trained, your brain just can't process it. And you oh, yeah. end up it definitely messes with you when I when it does oh, happen. But the only time it seems to happen to me is when I'm doing a remote session with a client. It's occasionally. It's it's not all the time. It's just once in a mm-hmm. while. It seems like there's a fluke, and I end up having to like hang up the call 
just have us both restart everything and then just start over again. That's usually what fixes it. But it does drive me nuts because, like you said, it's like a millisecond. It's just a little yeah, bit of a delay enough that, that I hear what yeah. I just said and I cannot process that and it drives me exactly. nuts. So I just end and up it, taking, changing microphones yeah. or something. But I'm monitoring it right now and knock on wood, don't no jinxing. Right now, I can <laughs> I can hear my voice feedback, but it's not. There's no latency. So at least I know that my voice is making it to the microphone and right. I can see the levels and stuff too. Cause I always worry about coming off too hot and having, you know, the pop filter just right and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I never monitor myself. I can't do it either because oh, okay. I, again, I just, I lose it as soon as I even try. Mm -hmm. So before I start to record or before, before I start to do a session like this, I listen to what my voice sounds like through the, the various methods that I'll explain in a minute. I know we're taking forever to get there. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. um, and then, but once I've got that figured out, then I turn it off because I, mm. I just, I don't want to hear it. I, cause I, I just can't keep up with it. Uh -huh. So the, the way that my particular chain works, I go from the Heil PR 40 and again, if you're just starting out as a podcaster, this is a terrible microphone to get. Not that it's not a great mic, but there is absolutely no reason, especially if you're doing a just you know, if you're just doing a podcast. This is like a professional mic. I didn't need this microphone. I I could get it, and that's why. I, and I did, but I shouldn't have. I should have gotten something. <laughs> and if you look into, well, you can't what, see it, but what, I've got a closet over here that's. It? What drew you to it? Was it just like new and shiny? Was it on sale? Like what, what attracted to you so, so much? Why because, did you end up getting it? Because all of, all of the stupid YouTube videos that I've watched and, oh. and, and the podcast. Let me tell you, us, the professional podcasters, they're using the high LPR 40. Oh, they're using the sure SM7B or, you know, something along those lines. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need one of those because I, I'm totally a professional. I've been doing this since 2004, blah, 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 blah. And in hindsight, it was like I already had plenty of microphones that were – that were. I, mean, I, I tried to sell you one of them. I know. You're practically a microphone library. You're like the lending library of microphones. <laughs> and I shouldn't be. I shouldn't. But do you remember you know, why I, that happened? Because I had that terrible hum. And this yeah. is something I just wanted to point this out before I forget, before we get too far down this rabbit hole. But remember that hum was driving me crazy. And you and I mm -hmm. for like for days, we were back and forth and I'm like sending you recordings. I'm like, it's driving me nuts. I found out it was actually a mechanical defect and, in the, and I, in the microphone and I, yeah. it was under warranty. I just made it. I was under warranty, sent it out to Ohio. I think it was cost me like a couple of bucks in shipping and mm -hmm. they sent it back and it was fixed. So yeah. I thought chances it was are me. what they really did. Chances are they just sent you a new microphone. I don't know if they did or not because it still had like a couple of little like, you know, fine scratches and stuff like the, the wear and tear that I'm used to seeing, but I think they replaced the innards. So well, fun, fun fact, audio technica, yeah. which is the mm -hmm. company that makes the microphone that, that you and Elisa are using mm -hmm. their U S headquarters are just outside of Akron, Ohio. The, okay. Oh, right. There was Ohio then mm -hmm. that's where I sent it. Every, I think it's in either November or December, they have a warehouse sale. And I went to oh, it last year. I've got a friend that lives in Clinton, Ohio, which is like just south, like between Canton and Akron. Okay. And I really wanted to go to this sale. And it was, I probably shouldn't have, but because I really went out of my, it was like, oh, look at all this money I'm saving, except <laughs> I'm spending 
money uh-huh. to go to Ohio. And I ended up getting uh, this microphone here. This is a... Boy, not having kids around is really doing your head in, isn't it? I'm sorry? Not having your kids around is really doing your head in, isn't it? (laughs) No, no, no. I was like this before, even with kids. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm like a big kid Daddy gets a new microphone. That's right. See, when I get back, (laughs) then (laughs) off I would go. So, um... But they had they had those ATR twenty one hundred microphones, and also its sibling, which is the ATR two thousand and five USB. It's basically the same microphone, slightly different element. They were selling them for twenty five dollars a piece. Oh man! Wow! In the warehouse sale, and I wanted to buy a billion of them. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted just to back up back up my truck. Say okay, just bring all the microphones in here. But I already had I had a Samsung Q two U. I already had a, 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 a ATR 2005 that I had paid full price for on top of the closet full of microphones that shall not, shall not be named over here, uh, as well as um, – now, y- you've seen my, my portable podcasting setup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I've, it's been changed a, a couple of no. times. Yeah. I, no. I, know, I know. We had no I had, idea. I had four – no, I had three Sennheiser E835 dynamic microphones and a um, Electra Voice 767A that I found at a pawn shop, uh, all connected up to FedHead preamps going to this and going. And it was like a whole thing. I spent like my first half a day at MacStock last year mm-hmm. setting all this up on a table. And the problem was the table was right next to the the Mac swap table where people could just oh, no. come up and take whatever they wanted. So uh-huh. I'm I'm like standing over this table like a a, jeal- a jealous eagle, you know, protecting its nest. This is stay away, stay away. These are mine, mine. And I had people come and go. Oh, is this is this part of? The-? No, it's not. It's not <laughs> part of mine. Stay away next time, just make a sign. Yeah. This is mine, not yours. Yeah. Relocate. Uh, barbed wire is effective. Just do yeah. like Les Nessman did and just put like taped, you know, dashes around it. Nobody will cross over it. Sure, sure. Or, and it just beat my chest like I'm in a helicopter. Okay. So, all right. Moving on from microphones. I know it's taken us a while to get there. So well, from the microphone. Talk about Mike's microphone. Talk about Mike's mic. Oh. Okay. Mike, Mike has a condenser microphone. And the, the way that he's facing that microphone, uh, there's a front end to it and there's a back end to it. He's speaking into the front end of it, uh, unless it has a switch that allows it to go um, a unit, unidirectional. Nope. Nope. It's a cardioid, okay. uh, cardioid, um, um, microphone. Condenser. Condenser. Yep. Right. Cardioid condenser microphone. So, uh, is it USB or is it XLR? USB. Okay. So it's getting... The, the power that it needs for its elements inside the microphone through, ooh, excuse it's me, like through ours. USB. Yes. However, you you're both on dynamic microphones, mm-hmm. right? And be, and the way to think about condenser and dynamic microphones: condenser microphones are active, and dynamic microphones are passive in ha- in how they get and, and typically. In, in what they do and how they process sound. And then what comes next in the chain determines the various levels that you get from those microphones. 
So moving from microphones to the next part that I have here, uh, and I used to do things, <laughs> surprise, very, very differently. Uh, I used to go right from this microphone to uh, a Behringer UMC 404 HD, which is a USB audio interface, which is how I was getting this microphone or, you know, sound from this microphone into the computer because, you know, a, a, an XLR microphone, there's, I've never heard of a computer that has an XLR input because <laughs> they just don't. So you and have to have... Why you use XLR? You are using XLR, correct? Yes. And why would you use XLR? XLR over USB for podcasting specifically? Uh, well, for podcasting specifically, depending on what else you may have connected up through USB, you can generate a lot of noise. Now, if you go back to when okay. you were having the problem with all the hum, one of the things okay. I told you to do right. was disconnect all of your USB devices. Oh, yeah. It was a weeding out process. I was even looking right. at light bulbs, everything I was testing in different sure. rooms, tr mm -hmm. trying to make sure that I wasn't creating a circuit that wasn't needed to be created. Right, right. Because computers will pick up a lot of interference from various sources, uh, especially considering, oh, what is it, microwave ovens and a few other devices all kind of work on the 2.4 yeah, gigahertz. Phone. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can get interference from a lot of different sources, especially through USB. Right. But but don't you use the XLR if you're plugging it into a mixer as opposed yes. to right. So wouldn't it just be if you're using a mixer, XLR, if you're using your computer, USB? Yeah. If all you need is a microphone that's going to go, you know, from being in front of you directly into the computer. Yeah, pretty much all you need is USB. and then which is, what, you, which is what Elise and I are doing, and we're not having, luckily, knock on wood, no jinxing, we're not having those interference issues. But if we were, if that suddenly became a problem and we couldn't figure it out, then it's either A, go the route that I did, send the mic back to the manufacturer, see if they'll fix if it, can. if you can, and if that fixes the problem, great. If not, then I probably would have had to investigate or invest in a mixer. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, what I had what I had uh, lent you was a was a mixer. There was a small two input mixer. It was made by Alesis, I think. I think I still have it here someplace. It no, was I, haven't, I haven't used the mixer. You lent me a microphone that looks very similar to Mike's, but I haven't tried a mixer yet. Oh, oh no, that's right. I gave you. It was a. It, I can't remember the manufacturer. It was a CO two condenser microphone USB. Maybe. Could have been Samson. Samson. It looked very similar to what Mike has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I tried that and it worked and it, you know, it helped me like rule out the problem, which was eventually just a mechanical issue. It was the, the mic. Itself. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But I haven't tried a mixer and I've always thought about, you know, well, you I, can't, there, like there's no such thing as, you know? there's no such thing as a mixer that has a USB input that I'm aware of. Right, but these mics have XLR on the bottom oh, of them. Oh, that's true. And I have the XLR cable. I just don't have anything to plug it into. And I mm -hmm. really, to be honest, I don't really need to. Like I said, it had no. the problem not been solved by fixing the mechanical error with the microphone, then I probably would have looked at, if I was really that, that nuts about it, or I would have gotten a different microphone. But maybe then I would have looked at getting another box, another mixer. But I, yeah. it's overkill for my needs. I don't need all the exactly. extra stuff. I, I don't. And think. most podcasters don't. Mm -hmm. And that was why, as I look around, 
at this setup that I have, I, I want to slap myself for various reasons. But you're reasons. having fun with it. Don't I am. But what I is am. the this benefit is of using it could be, the mixer? It could be cars. It could be something else. The, the benefits of using a mixer, uh, especially one that has, because um, each, as you look at a mixer, you've got the, the XLR inputs on the top. Mm-hmm. And then going down from there, you'll have uh, uh, a preamp that you can adjust. You'll have, some of them will have a uh, compressor setting. They'll have EQ. You'll be able to pan right. Like a soundboard. Left. Well, that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. So, but you're able, you're able to lock in a sound for each device that you plug into the mixer. Uh, so that's, because I was going to say, go ahead. is that where, uh, are you running your, uh, soundboard through the mixer or are you doing it through audio hijack? Cause I know you well, and Gaz play soundboard. Oh, you're talking about like, uh, let's see like this. Okay, here that? we go. <laughs> hey, jolly cup, you big yank tank. Yeah. Or. I remember when you were setting that up. <laughs> yeah. I love I love sound effects. I really, really do. So you have this like orchestra of sound clips at your fingertips, yeah. literally, and then you can just pull any one of them that you want to fire off. Yeah. And that's at what the mixer time. enables you to do. So the mixer no, no, is no, what no, controls the your mixer, soundboard? The mixer has nothing to do with the sound. The soundboard is is through is software. Okay, okay. The, that's the an interface about, on your computer. Yeah, the great thing about Rogue Amoeba is it's a one-stop shop. Oh, yeah. Pretty okay. much everything that a podcaster needs as far as software goes. Mm-hmm. And they make some great stuff. I almost said a bad word there, but I didn't. <laughs> you can on this show. You know yes. that. I we know. Have, I know. Uh, but I've, tag. I've trained myself. And sometimes uh-huh. it's so difficult. I don't, it, I don't know if you guys listen to the MyMac show. Um mm-hmm. We have a regular, a regular uh, contributor through our Skype number uh, named Marcus, and he say, he sent me. I don't have it on the. I'd play it, but I don't have it on the soundboard anymore. Um, he he sent in a thirty second clip that I had to do eight edits on. Oh, I heard that like, last week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> where you yeah. had it, you like the you like the edited version better. Yeah, it was funnier. The edited version, because I mean, the, the regular version of it was funny because he was, you know, he'd be like, "Well, I thought there was there was this bullshit, and there was this other bullshit, and before I knew it, there was more bullshit." But were you bleeping when, it, or I haven't well, yeah, heard I that one yet? It. Yeah. Well, I okay. basically, I basically just did a cut in GarageBand, right where the curse word is, mm-hmm. and then went to one side or the other until the curse word was gone, and then just threw in some silly little sound effect in uh, between. Okay. There. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, what you can do, what you can do is just leave it blank and then you just won't hear anything at all. Right. Yeah. But, but in this case, it was fun funny. in that. Yeah. There's no fun in that at all. So, it, you know, you, you had to make it so that it was, you know, kind kind of like, like, there was all these uh-huh. sound effects <laughs> going on. And after, after I got done and, uh, you know, took it out of GarageBand and all the rest of that and listened back to it, it was like, Oh my God! This is even better than the original phone call. So <laughs> had so much fun doing it. Yeah, and well, it, was, it was just so funny. It was almost. Well, musical. Lisa should send you some of her uh, some of her uh, crank calls. <laughs> oh God! Especially the last one. That one needs to be made into a ringtone. <laughs> what you get crank calls on your Skype number? No, no, no. no she no. makes the crank. She turns them into crank calls. They're no, no. scam when, artists. They're scammers. When the, when the scammers call me on my oh, landline, yeah, I, I yeah. open up my iPhone and hit voice memo, 
and then I yanked their chain. And the last one I got was like, just based on, I won't repeat it here, but just based on what he said, he like the jig is up like, Oh yeah, yeah. you're legit. You're legit. Uh-huh. You would say that to me. You're legit. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Uh, was it one of those, uh, we've detected a virus on your computer. Uh, I've gotten those. I've gotten those before. Or this was one it was, IRS? She passed those. No, this was, this was about um, how I, I'm a, such a wonderful credit card customer. They could, you know, if I owe $30,000 or more in credit card debt or whatever the number is, press one. Oh, to try you know, to and, and try to get to, and then you get, yeah. then you get, you know, hello. <laughs> yeah. Lisa's yeah. the type of person that will tell you to you kiss her country. ass and you'll say thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we still have a landline, but it's basically used to filter out those calls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Most, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But every once in a while I will answer it and, and just, just to hear what they have to say. And you guys without don't, and don't, if you guys know who I work for. Don't say it out loud. I have gotten those calls at work. Oh, no. Wow. And I'll sit there and say, do you realize who and what office you have called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's silence on the other end. And I said, you have just called the office of blah, 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 for the blah, 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 blah. And you can't hear them click that phone down <laughs> fast enough. It's like, <laughs> you couldn't even use that phone after so then they're throwing yeah. the phone out the window. Yeah, but yeah. driving by. This one that I just got the other day, it was a uh, it was spoofing someone's cell phone number because mm. it came up, you know, like Mary Jones, and then you know the area code. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, maybe it's someone calling me with wrong number. I mean, we get those, yeah. so we still get wrong numbers sometimes, no problem. And that's when I hear hi about their credit card. I'm like, oh my god, they're spoofing this poor person's yeah. number. <laughs> Well, you, you know, it's bad enough when you get those calls and it's a live person at the other end. What's even worse is when you listen to it for about three seconds and you know it's a computer voice. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting. The computer is basically waiting for the person to say something at the like other end. And then up. they do a quick crossover yeah, to. Like, oh, voice. we got a live one. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. detected a heartbeat. So I, I essentially just kind of hold it. And once I realize what's going on, I said, you're a computer. Goodbye. Click. Yeah. And I just hang the phone up and then immediately go to, you know, block this contact. Exactly. But yeah. They, I mean, I get, I get spoof numbers all the time. And it's like, you know, I really don't think based on your accent that you're from Kentucky. No, <laughs> I don't think so. So yeah, well, but there's really nothing you can do. You know, I mean, they keep talking about, uh, AT&T and T-Mobile and Sprint and her Verizon and all these companies are, are supposed to start implementing um, any spam uh, call blocking and all the rest of that. But the, I mean, it doesn't just, work. They'll just find, they'll find another way around it. Find it does, way. But it doesn't yeah. work. I've got the AT&T one. It has blocked two calls. Yeah. Mm. Now, yeah. Nomo Robo on my house phone works great. But the fact that they're now spoofing real people's numbers, yeah, those well, are the how, calls that's that how are, they get around. Those it. are the ones yeah. that are going through. Mm-hmm. So that's when I figure, okay, you're gonna, I'm gonna yank your chain. Sure. Because so the longer, the longer that you keep that person on, the less likely they are to 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 scam somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. 
And I actually kind of miss getting the uh, Microsoft calls because uh, they were uh, uh, great stress relievers because I would curse and swear yeah. at them because I felt morally outraged and I could chew them <laughs> out for trying to scam people. And I did some pretty creative swearing at them. And it, it was so a stress should, relief. You should record them and then send them to Guy and then Guy will edit them gleefully sure. and then air them from his soundboard. Or you could exactly. just Or you could just take your soundboard and put a bunch of sounds together because that's about what you get by the time you took all the swear words out so but uh or or you set up a soundboard to where that's all they get back from you so you know <laughs> they get to the end they, they get to the end there of their spiel go. yeah they get to the end of their spiel and you hit this you have failed me for the last time <laughs> or you know something along those lines see that's why you do it we've, we've come full circle with all of yes. the skill and all the knowledge <laughs> has given you the ability to fuck with them yeah. and sure. make you happy if i only had a brain <laughs> okay, so that's, moving that's, on. That's loopback, isn't it? Uh, it, no, that's Farago. Farago. Okay. Uh, they're use uh, Ambrosia software used to have a soundboard that was called in a fit of originality soundboard, right. uh, but it doesn't really work anymore. And as a matter of fact, neither does Ambrosia software. So, uh, in looking for a replacement for it. And I mean, I've, I've been dealing with Rogue Amoeba for, for years. Uh, I found Farago through Rogue Amoeba, and it, it's fantastic software. The only thing that it doesn't do as well as uh, Soundboard from Ambrosia is when you're, you take like a super, super long clip and you want just that four or five seconds. Ambrosia Software's soundboard would allow you to kind of dial in to just those four or five seconds. You could kind of stretch it out and get that. Whereas Farago doesn't really let you do that. So it's more of a guessing game. But everything that Farago does besides that is as good or better than what uh, soundboard did. It's not Suzy. It's Suze, you nitwit Brit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, going from the microphone, I go to a small plug-in preamp uh, called a cloud lifter, which adds 25 dB to the signal of this dynamic microphone. That, in turn, goes to the mixer, and I have a small amount of gain set up through the, the Yamaha mixer. The, the, the preamps in the Yamaha mixer are not bad. They're not great, but for a sub well under $200 mixer, they're, they're pretty good. Can you back up a second and explain what a preamp is and why one would need one? Okay, a preamp is essentially adding gain to the signal of your microphone. And, and gain would be? Gain would be making it louder Okay. without, without distortion. Mm -hmm. That's that when, they, when people talk about gain, there's, there's clean gain and then there's just regular gain. And we're not talking about laundry detergent. This is, you know, completely different. Oh, okay, good. All right. So without a mixer. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that was so confusing. Was, I was confused for a moment. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so without a mixer, for example, if we were just to, like, I, I want to try to keep kind of bringing it back to, like, what you have, which is, like, way overkill for my needs. But of other course. people might be interested in, you know, kind of pick people who are listening to this might be wanting to mm -hmm. pick apart little things. So I want to kind of bring it back to a little bit more of a mere mortal perspective. If I go into my Max sound preferences and uh -huh. I look at the input volume, what's right. the difference between that input volume where I see the input level and mm -hmm. gain? 
Because if I net, like Nothing. I have mine at 75%. So right. is, are you telling me that the system preferences is kind of sort of like a software preamp? Yes. Would that be Except accurate? It's, okay. not, it's not nearly as clean as a hardware preamp. Okay. So a hardware it, preamp. It's not nearly as clean one. as the kind of software preamps you get in something like uh, Audio Hijack. Because okay. th those are set up specifically to provide as clean amount of gain as possible through software. And you and the the goal is to get your gain under control while you're recording as much as you can in post production or uh, right. pre production and not have to do it in post. Because right. I have seen because those settings. Here's the thing: in garbage in, yeah. garbage out. Right. So if you're recording, you can't you can't, you can't fix bad audio in post that's, yeah. that's not the way it works right. uh, believe me i know i know so bad are, audio so yeah. in garage band why why are those settings there i mean that's just so you can kind of like photoshop sound in a way and kind of nudge it and because there's gain yeah there's control well, there's all kinds there's all kinds of of like filters and stuff that you can throw in with garage band the but you problem, want to try to get as clean as possible while you're recording you yeah you want you want as clean as possible of a recording going into your DAW, your digital audio workstation, uh, rather than try to fix it after, because chances are you won't be able to. So I, I actually recently stopped recording live into GarageBand, because GarageBand, while a great program, is a huge CPU suck. I was going to say it's a processor <laughs> hog. Isn't oh it? my God. Yes. That's and why I didn't even bother. You throw it in, start, oh like, yeah. Bands would take off. It was like, what am I running air an airplane or a computer yeah. here? Uh, and sounds I like find those, when I sounds like it, those old Lockheed constellations coming in for a landing. I use it for editing and it constantly crashes. I have to like, every time I do something, I have to make hit save, hit save, hit save. It mm. crashes yeah. constantly. Well, do you, do you record through it or do you record no. separate? No, 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 no. I record an audio hijack because I want a full version. So if something happens where, I mean, I've done this, where I have. Yep, this happened to us recently. I have um, done my editing, export it, listen to it back in iTunes, and there's like five minutes missing. And then I realize I deleted the wrong section when I did an edit. So I still have my original mm -hmm. audio hijack where I can just pull it back into GarageBand for that one little five piece, you know, five minute piece that I screwed up on put it back in, re-export it, and go from there. If I record right into GarageBand, once I do an edit and I delete, I'm, I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you guys an image here. This is my current audio hijack setup. And, and all of, are all three of you using audio hijack, audio hijack pro, I guess it is. No, it's just audio hijack now. Oh, okay. They don't have a pro distinguisher. Not it, anymore. Yes. Okay. And are all three of you using it? Am I the only one that hasn't bitten yet? Because that was going to be my no. next question. But before before oh, we I get there, yeah. I wanted to go back to the gain for a second. So mm -hmm. you were starting to explain this a little bit, and I wanted to I wanted to tease this out some more. So again, back to when I'm looking at my input volume and my system preferences. And for mm -hmm. example, you know, I have mine set at seventy five percent or seventy seven percent. Now. I I work with clients remotely and you know most of my my age group they're very hard of hearing and so you know we'll do things like headphones and stuff but I definitely have to jack up my volume. Now, 
they're not concerned with sound quality. They're not concerned with hissing no. and all that kind of stuff. So no, I can, you're just I can trying get away to get a that. point across, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. But in the instance of recording a podcast where I want it to be nice and clean, um, it's my understanding that you want to try to avoid jacking the volume up very high, and you want to just instead sit closer to the microphone or just speak loudlier yeah. instead of trying to jack up the volume because then that's what creates a little bit of distortion and hissing and things yeah, like that. It's called clipping. When, Clipping. Okay. Yeah. When, when, when your recording levels are so, and you can see it uh, in the waveform in, in whatever software it is that you're recording in, because at the very top and at the very bottom, it'll be like a plateau. It'll be flat, which means that you're throwing more sound into that, into that track than can be cleanly recorded. So it just, mm -hmm. it just cuts off the, the top frequencies and you don't get it anymore. Clipping is not a good thing. Clipping mm -hmm. is terrible. Mm -hmm. Almost as bad as Clippy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I lost track of what your question was. It was about adjusting for loudness, adjusting your sound so that you don't come in too hot is basically for what podcasting. I was getting at. For podcasting right. and so that you don't have that hissing. Because I kind of struggled with that for a while. And I think for the longest time, I realized that I just had my volume jacked up too high. That it was actually yeah. creating more of a volume than it really needed. Because for a while there, before I got this microphone, I forget what I had before. And I think it was probably the old microphone that I was having so many problems with. People would say, like, you know, when I'd record with you or other people, they'd say, you're a little, you know, too low or your sound's too low or you're too high. And so I would adjust adjust the volume there. And I kind of settled on like 77% seems to be like mm -hmm. the sweet spot. But anything more than that would probably create more of a hiss and humming and, and feedback and things like that. Yeah, or so, clipping. So it so I, I wanted to bring that up because that was important to what you were talking about with having gain because you're using hardware to adjust gain whereas I'm using you have a knob software. that you're you are using software it's not hardware anymore cuz I'm trying to I picture have, this I have way too many I have way too many knobs and some are software all kidding I've got now cuz like I said I'm going from the microphone into a cloud lifter, which adds 25 dB of gain. Then that goes into the mixer. From the mixer, I have a, a pre, I have a preamp control, which I can adjust for to more or less gain. And then that's I have what you're a, talking about. Why do you right. need a preamp? Because the preamps in most mixers suck. Okay. So if you can, if you can boost the signal from your microphone before it gets to the mixer then you don't have to use as much of the mixer's preamps and you can get a cleaner sound. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now here's a question that kind of ties in with gain, but this would in the mm -hmm. process would probably be a little later in the whole uh, podcasting thing. How do you feel about Levelator? Uh, I run a Levelator is oh, awesome. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. I wanted to know. I was going to, that was on yeah. my list too. Yeah. Bingo. And it's going away with, yeah, they're, not, they're not going to upgrade it. Uh, well, the, I don't think they will. Because didn't somebody it hasn't take been over? In years. Uh, I'm sorry. Didn't uh, the, the guy who was doing it? Didn't he uh, uh, abandon it and somebody kind of uh, spiffed it up a little bit? But they're not going to take it. Uh, yeah, because it stopped working for a while. Oh, I'm trying to. Remember. There was because it was trying to access a library that didn't exist, and so it stopped working. And then somebody took it over and said, "Oh, right, right here's our library right here," and they made a couple changes to it. Yeah. And then it works. I remember 
I actually have a YouTube video on how to fix it before they fixed it. Yeah, I remember doing that. Didn't wasn't it like terminal or something we had to go in and remember, yeah. or we had to drag a file into a into a library or something. But uh, I a, think it was a terminal command. Yeah, I remember uh, doing do. it so that because I still use it too. But right. I noticed when you it. when you export from uh, GarageBand, as mm-hmm. soon as it's finishing, it says basically that it's levelating. Mm-hmm. So, so do we need Levelator anymore? Do we really need Levelator if if we're exporting from GarageBand? Or like I use no, Fission. No, you don't. And doesn't that have some yeah. gain control or similar? Fission, Fission, will also, Fission will also do some leveling. Okay. That's another program from Rogue Amoeba. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I use for editing this. I record with Call Recorder, and then mm-hmm. I'll create a uh, AFI or... Yeah, AFI file. Yeah, well, you'll use you'll, and that's E-cam, Ecamm's call recorder. Yes. That was my next yeah. question Basically. because that's 32-bit <laughs> and that's going away. So what do we replace? Yeah. I looked on the website. Like I haven't I, – I don't see anything. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But I think because they went with their Ecamm Live, they want you to yeah. buy that now. Is that is, – am, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, it doesn't seem like E-cam, there's going to be E-cam a 64-bit. Ecamm Live, E-cam live – um, is it's not really an audio program. It's it's mostly meant for live casting, like on YouTube or right, Facebook. So that's why Twitch, I don't feel like it fits my needs. It doesn't seem it's like not. it's not. And the cool thing about the cool thing about eCam, eCam's call recorder, is because I mean I I have it and I'm looking that's at what it I'm right. using right now. Basically, when you're speaking, you'll see the input, mm-hmm. you know, control yeah. go across, okay. and when someone else is talking, you'll see the output, and I you'll get and I, you'll I want, get a single I don't file. Lose that. I also like that it keeps track of the time. So what can I replace Ecamm Call Recorder with? Because once we upgrade to Catalina, it's mm-hmm. not going to work anymore, right? It's going to be broken because it's 32-bit. I keep getting the warnings for it. So do we replace it with Piezo? Audio Hijack? No. Audio Hijack P- does all would that. Do yeah. Yeah, but, but that's but Piezo. that's if you, Piezo Go is good if you want everything on one track. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Which That's I true. don't, which is what I like about Call Recorder, because Call Recorder will record it on one track, but it allows you to split it later. So I can right. still do like what you, you had, were talking about. You had like a whole stuff. folder of tools that came yeah, with it. Yeah. So and I the, want But the weird thing about Call that. Recorder is the file that it gives you is a movie file. Mm-hmm. I know. How and then you end up I know. And then you have to convert it to AIFF. So, yeah. so right. what is do you have an answer for that, or do you just have to go full on and just buy all of the audio hijack stuff? Yeah, unfortunately, because um, I need that in unless between. Ecamm, unless Ecamm does something relatively soon, well, uh, you'll either to have to any stay. indication that you're that they're going to because you know you would think that there would be an announcement after Catalina basically saying this is going to be broken. So everybody that's using Ecamm call recorder is not going to be able to use it if they upgrade. Is what well, I understand. But they may do. See, this is an opportunity. You know, because I'm a cynic. This is an opportunity for a lot of companies to take these 32-bit programs, upgrade them to 64-bit, change the name to mm-hmm. get people to buy them all over again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of companies that do that. And uh, I can't say for certain who or why. And there may actually be a lot of companies that are like, you know what? We sold 10 copies of this last year. and It's just not worth the time and the effort to, to upgrade it. So yeah. is so Stop. audio hijack is like way overkill for my needs, but it sounds no. like Piezo doesn't quite do what I need it to do, like Ecam does, and Ecam was kind of like that nice sweet spot in the middle. 
I use is like 20 bucks. Audio hijacks like what? 60 or something. Yeah. 60 bucks. Uh, is it, are you, are you on their site right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 60. Is it that much? It's 60. Yep. I well, just, he does have sales every now and then. Yeah. And they have, they have a bundle too. Yeah. yeah. And they also, it's not just for recording. It's for, you can do other things with it. Like if you're listening to audio, some sort of audio, you can use audio hijack as your pass through. If the audio is not loud enough mm-hmm. to make it much louder, you can record. If you uh, want to listen to an audio, some sort of audio show, you can record it from your computer. Mm-hmm. There are, I mean, I don't do those things, but there are other capabilities other than just recording yeah. for a podcast. They have an and audio you can, you hijack even, vision bundle, but I already have vision. Uh, and fish, there's nothing wrong with vision. Vision is, is not a bad program if all you need is, is one or and two tracks. And that's 70, right. so that doesn't really help me get the price down. That's what I, I'm, I, I guess I'm just going to have to throw money at it one of these days. I, I just haven't really had the need because audit, because well, have you, have you spoken with, so uh, with Paul, Paul Capasas? Uh, yes. In fact, yes, I, I did review his, his vision app and I need to get more uh, resources to throw at that. And I really love that app. Um, no, I just, I hate asking for stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, squeaky wheel gets degrees. No, um, if you I guess I feel like I don't him, do enough podcasting to to be worthy of it. I guess is what it is. The the two programs. I mean, Fission is fine, uh, but if if you're looking to really take advantage of the of what uh, what Rogue Amoeba brings to the table as far as audio goes, mm-hmm. the real bundle that you should be interested in is the Loopback and Audio Hijack bundle. That is these two programs, especially when when used together, is a just amazing software. And I actually, again, you know, tooting my own horn, I have a couple of videos over on YouTube that show how to use uh, Audio Hijack and Loopback and GarageBand all together at the same time to do some recording. And with what I have learned and, and some of the things that I've experienced since then, I, I keep saying, I need to make some more videos. But of course, <laughs> you know, I just get so busy and, and just don't have the time to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Audio Hijack and Loopback, those are the keys. Now, right now, I sent you guys, you, you guys see the, the, the setup that I'm using yes, with and it makes Audio my Hijack. <laughs> but I know well, it took a long time to develop that. Yeah. But everything that you see there, the, the denoise takes out some of the, the, the background noise. The Dynamics processor acts as like a noise gate. I can control my volume f- up to 4, you know, 4x in volume. And then I have separate bass and treble controls. I have a meter. Uh, I can output it to headphones so that I can listen to it, but just briefly. You'll notice in the picture it's turned off so that I can't hear myself. And then the, the output device right next to it is called VoIP pass-through. And what that is, is a um, loopback device that I have set up. Now, loopback is kind of like audio giddy setup on steroids. Well, you can. You absolutely can. You can do everything that it is that you want to do through loopback. Because loopback, you can take applications. You can take hardware Whatever it is that if it creates audio and it's connected to your computer in one way or another, you can connect it up through loopback. And then with how 
you have these virtual wires that go to various inputs and outputs that you have in loopback, arrange it in any way, shape, or form that you want to. I guess and, I just don't see where I have these needs for simple podcasting. I, I, I don't know if I want to create these needs or maybe I'm just like, am I really missing out on something here? No, not necessarily. Um, there are ways to do it strictly with GarageBand. Um, but like we said before, GarageBand's a processor hog. So well, yeah. it's and it's not just that. The problem the problem with GarageBand is that you can only have one audio source with GarageBand. But I only have one audio source. No, you have right? two. If you're, if you're trying to record Skype, you have mm-hmm. two audio sources. Oh, okay. You have your microphone, and then you have the application called Skype. That's the problem. That's why I needed Ecamm. Right. So that's what Ecamm does. Ecamm records both of those into a single movie track. You throw that at the the little piece of software that they have, Mm -hmm. and then it splits those out. Mm -hmm. And then you can take those two. They have another piece of software that will turn them from movie files to AIFF files, which are audio files. And then you take those files and drop them right into GarageBand. Mm -hmm. And it works really, really well. And considering... All the stuff that it's doing in the background, I mean, it'll crunch through a, a one-hour piece of, of audio in, like, nothing flat. It, it yeah. surprised me just how good Ecamm Call Recorder can be when it works. Right. And if, and if it, it would continue to work. work. Well, and it doesn't always work properly. And the so problem is the audio it doesn't does work all properly, and you more. don't know. Yes. It does all that and more, and it does it consistently. Yes, but you still need you still need something that will allow you to take other sources. Now, you can create and in my case, it's just devices. My yeah, there's. I mean, there's all different ways to do it, and you know, just because I do it one way doesn't mean it's the right way. It doesn't mean that it's the best way. Yeah, it's it's a way just a way. It's just and I'm, a looking, way. I'm looking for you know your knowledge, and I'm trying to figure out how to take the wealth of it and try to apply it to my. my <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, you said wealth of knowledge, right? Okay, she's. I think she's kissing up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I am always uh, you know I have worked with Elisa, I have worked mm-hmm. with Vicky, I have worked, worked with, with Melissa. Me. Yeah, I think everybody on this Kevin. podcast. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, and you know. Um, Anything, any questions that you guys have, any questions that your audience has, please go to YouTube, look up my name. You'll see some of my videos in relation to, you know, and not just the videos for Guys Daily Drive or uh, the live cast that I do on Wednesday nights on Facebook. Plug, plug. <laughs> um, there's also there's also videos there for using things like Audio Hijack and Loopback uh, together with Skype and, and other programs. And, you know, there's all different ways to do it. And the, the I, great I think thing. I don't need loopback, though. I can't see a need that I have for loopback at this point in time. Honestly, I think based on what you've told me, your greater need is loopback versus really? audio hijack. Really? We, yeah. Because oh, loopback, really? if you, if you, think, <laughs> yes, think, think, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you okay. exactly why. If you remember back earlier in the conversation, we were talking about audio MIDI setup, which is in yeah. your utilities folder on your Mac. Yeah. And you can create something called an aggregate device where yeah. you could take that USB microphone that's exactly the same as every other USB microphone that you might have plugged into your Mac 
and make it a, a unique source so that you can identify it when you want to put it toward GarageBand or something along those lines. Loopback is like audio MIDI setup on steroids. It does not just because the problem with audio MIDI setup is that that's hardware only. You have to have a device plugged in. Audio MIDI setup has to be able to see it and it has to know what to do with it. And then you can do something with it. Loopback lets you take hardware. It lets you take applications. It lets you take anything that's connected to your to your Macintosh computer, whether it's hardware or software, and manipulate the, the audio in any direction that you want to take it in. Even Skype? And even Skype. Even, so then Loopback I, I have, would replace Ecamm. Loopback can easily replace Le- easily replace Ecamm. Okay, that's what I was okay. after. Maybe I'm being a little dense here, um, but what's the difference? Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. no, I thought you shouldn't be alone. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, what, what's the difference between audio hijack and then um, uh, loopback? Uh, it looks yeah, I can, Well, uh, I can tell you right now there's like a $30 difference. Well, yeah, well, no, I mean, <laughs> use-wise, not price-wise, but no, okay. I mean use-wise, because on the surface they look like they're accomplishing more or less the same thing. They do sort of um, think of audio hijack and loopback as like a virtual mixer, except it does so much more. Audio hijack is like your gain controls and your EQ settings and your panning controls and all of those things for each channel of audio, whether it's hardware or software that will, you know, allow you to manipulate it. I mean, you guys have seen the picture that I sent you with my audio hijack setup. I have got bass and treble controls. I've got a dynamics processor. I've got, I've got, you know, denoisers and, and, you know, all this happy horse crap that's, that's on there. And it's, and it does everything that a mixer would do. And then look at loopback as like an audio interface not as a mixer but as an interface where you can take all of these programs all of this different hardware that you may have connected to your computer but i only have one microphone (laughs) well i know (laughs) but the the problem is almost every single digital audio workstation like GarageBand or like tractor or like reaper or any of these any of these these you know um garage band like programs that are out there most of them only allow you to have a single, single audio interface. So if you if you are limited to just your microphone, then you can't have anything else. If you're limited, you, right? But then if you tell, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna arrange things so that I can have Skype instead. Great, you've got Skype, but now you don't have your mm-hmm. microphone. Mm. So, um. So your setup there is really complex. Can I do something like that? But can I simplify it? Can I can I make sure. it so not complex? Can I just make it? Well, see, I, I sound thing. like a curmudgeon. It's terrible, no, no, and, no, no, and no, I hate no, this no. attitude. But I you want a replacement need, for it. Honestly, E-cam. honestly, you don't need audio hijack, and I know it's less expensive than loopback. Loopback will do all of the things that you want it to do. Where you can have actually, let me um, let me. 
open up more, but I just I feel like I'm paying for all of the stuff that I'll never use. But I don't see anywhere in Loopback where you can do the actual recording like you do in Audio Hijack. That's the thing. She can't record. Yes, you can. Not through Loopback, but you can take the output of Loopback and send that to something else to be recorded. Right. And I think is now, isn't that what you're talking about, Melissa? Is something that you can actually use to record because you don't be able to use call recorder any longer. Mm-hmm. Right. I really just want a call recorder replacement. I want to be able to do everything that I can do now with call recorder. When which it would be audio hijack. Be, and plus yeah, the good thing about audio important. hijack is you don't have to go through the process of splitting it. They're already split and they're already in the format you want them to be. So they're ready to go. They're ready. For yeah, as, as a matter of fact, under the so that'll advanced... save me a step that I used to have to do or that Correct. I still have to do in Ecamm. Correct. Yeah. So that okay, so keep talking. So you two keep keep arguing amongst yourself. This is a good I don't mean an argument. I'm in that the way. one that's right here. Well, no, no. I don't I don't use loopback, so I'm not talking from a place of experience, but just looking at loopback, I'm not seeing anything that it will let me record with loopback. It's just letting me do all these different things like um, guys like guy is saying about virtual. Mm-hmm. Let, let, uh, let's try this analogy. Looks like loopback is all your wires that you plug into your mixing board, and audio hijack would be your mixing board. Is that yeah. a good enough analogy? Yeah. Okay. Well, with both programs, you have inputs and you have outputs, and and where those inputs and outputs go, de- determine what you're using that program for. Um, and you know, actually, Elisa, Elisa is completely right. You can you can Thank do. You. Everything that that you want that you want to do that you're currently using Ecamm for, very very simply using uh, Audio Hijack. And to take the sting because- away of having to spend that extra money, more so mm-hmm. if I were if say Ecamm came out with an upgrade, it would probably cost still way less than Audio Hijack, but they're not, or they probably won't. So then we're looking back at spending seventy dollars. So so talk to me. Justify the cost of spending to me, seventy bucks. Justify spending seventy bucks. What do I get for this for that seventy for, bucks? Because I have it, to replace it. I can record with Skype. I can edit it. But like Elisa, you were saying that right there is kind of a bonus because with Ecamm, I have to do the extra work of like changing the export. I have to use their additional software to make it do what I need to do. I also was having to do levelating. This is when I want to do any kind of production of audio. So it sounds like I can do everything. Like you just said, I, I think I could probably do everything I can do with Ecamm with Audio with Hijack. Audio Hijack, yes. And just Audio Hijack alone. I mean, I have Fission, so I could I could really edit stuff if I wanted to. Um, okay, I'm going to take $70, another screenshot here. Right. It sounds you, what, like what I do the cost of not having to take the time to export and change from a move file to an AIFF. What I do is I open up GarageBand and then I drag in the tracks. So like when it's three geeky ladies, I record me on one track, Suzanne and Vicky on another. And sometimes they've been having problems with sound lately, but, or I can do each individual track. So I drag them mm-hmm. all in. Which is and what I, I want to be able to do. I could have, you know, one for me, one for Suzanne, one for Vicky, line them all up and then start editing. Mm-hmm. And that's what well, I want to do. How do you do that with Skype? Well, if it's, if it's what I do is I record Vicky and Suze on one track, me on the other, but they right. record themselves. And if their sound oh, and is then they send you the files, right? Okay. Yes. If the sound is good. I use it. But if the sound isn't good, I dump what they send me and I use what I recorded. 
Well, like we had that instance when when I was on the show and there was I was having or somebody was having issues with their sound, but what right. I recorded ended up sounding better. So then we just used my recording. Mm-hmm. And it's just that we always do like it's kind of like a double ender in a way. Right. It's just that we only kind of record and then we just had that as a backup in case someone either forgot to press record or something happened. They got they lost the Skype call just so that someone's recording something somewhere along the way. And occasionally, like in that instance, it comes in handy. OK, just Dropbox it to me. Right. Well, usually, usually what you record on your end is going to sound better than anything right. that's going right. to go through a VoIP because, you know, there's a reason why all of these uh, VoIPs are free. Right. And, you know, high audio quality isn't one of them. So, you know, if you want high audio quality through a you know, voice over IP system, then you you probably end up you're paying for it one way or the other. Either uh, that or you're, using, you're paying for it by doing the extra work of, you know, here's my Dropbox, put your audio in it when we're yeah. done. And then you end up doing all the editing. So we, we try as best we can to cut that down because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not making bucks off of this or anything but if we were we'd probably do a little bit more quality you know but um do you see the 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 screenshot that i just sent melissa yeah it's just skype Mm -hmm. okay Uh, if you look very closely you'll see that the very first box which i don't have checked says include audio input Mm. so what that does if that box is checked it will record through audio hijack uh, one single file with you on one channel and Skype on the other channel on, on, you know, a single right and left channel. And at that point, then you just go through, you know, the whole thing of uh, separating those and, and putting them onto separate tracks. Now you can get around that by unchecking it and then just bringing your microphone into audio hijack and then running it through the chain. Like I have in the other screenshot. Mm-hmm. And so you have Skype going through on one track and then you have your microphone going through on a separate track and then you you know do what you've got to do with either one of those. And that screenshot that you showed us, that's Audio Hijack? Yeah, the, both of those screenshots are from Audio Hijack. So that first row that you have. Sure, Paul should be send, giving me money for how much <laughs> I advertise Rogue Amoeba's <laughs> products. That first so row awesome. starts out with your microphone. And then the mm-hmm. second row starts out with Skype. And then right. linking them together on the right side, it shows the AIFF audio Record. file that it's going to output, I guess. Right. Now, I don't have to use a single recorder. I could record, I could have two different recorders. One from for uh, my microphone and, and a separate one for Skype. You'll Which notice is how I've got, I do it. Yeah. Yeah, and right, right. There's right. no reason why you can't do that. Well, it sounds like that's what I would prefer. I would want... Yeah my track on one on one recording track yeah. and I want the people who I'm talking to on another track, but I want those to be able to split out so that yeah. if, if someone like, let's just say, I mean, I'm not that, that picky for this podcast, but let's say if I was going to do a different podcast where I really wanted to up the game, if mm-hmm. like say somebody's dog started barking or my dog started barking and I had to mute it or something, I'd want to be able to chop out that little section where it got really egregious right. Just to clean it up a little bit. I want to be able sure. to have that ability to do that if I wanted to do that. And that's that's the problem with a single two-track recording. If mm-hmm. if everyone is recorded on the right and left channels, then you can't because okay. the per- the other person that's talking, you know, hopefully they'll talk over the dog, mm-hmm. but you're still going to hear the dog. Whereas if everybody's on their own track, then you can just go in and and you know, like I did 
with Marcus's cursing, just, you know, cut it in the middle and, and slide it until, you know, the dog is gone or the cursing. Right. Gone, and that's, that's what I can do with Ecamm. It's just that you have to do a little bit extra work to go and separate them out. And it yes. sounds like that, it sounds like that part is goes away for you. Yes. So that would justify the price of, of paying extra for it. Well, I think Ecamm when I can afford it. <laughs> is, 30, is $30, I think. Or it was $30. I don't know what it is now. Whereas um, Audio Hijack is $60. So it's about twice as much. But it's a great program. And he updates a lot. Yes. Yes, they do. And I used to use the previous version of so Audio then. Hijack, which was called Audio Hijack Pro. And it was great. Oh, it's but, 40 bucks. It's 40 for call recorder. I don't think I paid that much for it way, way back when. No, I think um, I paid 30. Mm-hmm. So it is a, what, $30 difference? Yeah. Now, for you to use Farago, don't you need loopback? No, because- you can do it. You can kind of do it in the, in the same way. Again, if you look at the, the screenshot that I sent you, the, the third channel is Farago. Right. I, I understand that. But I mean, in order for like, if I had it right now, mm-hmm. I could add it into the podcast, but you guys wouldn't, oh, be, able but you wouldn't be able to hear it. So in order yeah, for you, you to you be would able need to hear something it, like yeah. I would need a loop back in order for the sound effects that I want to play or any feedback. You'd be able to hear it that way. Uh, there are ways around that too, but none of them are particularly easy and none of them are particularly consistent. So that's where a program like Loopback, where you could take, you know, iTunes and Safari and, you know, if, if I had a, uh, a YouTube video that I wanted you guys to hear, uh, without Loopback, that would be almost impossible. Right. Because it's, you know, it's, it's audio being generated on my computer, but it may as well be a million miles away as far as all the, the standard inputs and outputs on my computer go. Yeah. See, though, I've looked at both of those programs and they look like fun, but I can't justify the price for my particular need. Like, like Melissa's saying, I yeah. can't justify because I don't do it. We don't do it on this podcast. We don't do it on Three Geeky Ladies. So I can't justify spending a hundred plus dollars on something that's fun you know, for me to play with. Yeah. I'm trying to see how much loop back loop back is $99. Mm-hmm. Um, is it purchase? Yeah. It's $99. Yeah. Cause okay. Farago is 49 and it's not that it's a lot of money for right, what so. you're getting. It's the fact that I can't, are you going it. to use it? Right. And if, if, if you're not going to use it on a regular basis and I use all three of these programs every single time I record, so you're it getting was your money's worth. worth. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's like and for me, spending again, the money on this, Audio Hijack was worth it. This goes all the way back to the, the stupid, ridiculous amount of money that I have spent on audio gear over the years. Mm-hmm. When really, all I, all I really needed was an ATR 2100. <laughs> what we have. <laughs> uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And loop back and audio hijack and Farago. And I could have done everything that I'm doing today. And would I have this, this cool, beautiful looking little microphone here? Uh, No. Uh, Would it sound exactly, you know, as good? Probably not, but it would be good enough. 
And when you're talking about something that is essentially, I mean, this is a hobby, you know, exactly. Elisa, Elisa isn't making money from this. I'm not making money for this. You know, I, I certainly do have a Patreon account and I've got a coffee account to which, you know, every once in a while somebody puts something in. But when you consider that, that I'm paying for my own website, uh, I'm paying for my own hosting, uh, not for the MyMac podcast, but for for the other th- the other things that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm spending much more than I'm getting in at but any you're happy, time. And it's a and hobby. I am happy. Time. I this love is doing this. Self care. Plus, and, it's time too. And you're not you know, taking no one's, you're not taking food out of your kids' mouths like yeah. I would be if no, I right. if I bought all this yeah. stuff. Like and, I can't justify it while my kids are little. Maybe when they're older, and maybe when they get their own jobs, and maybe I have something that resembles disposable income. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, you have to factor in your time also, especially yeah. for you guys yeah. with everything time is money. That you're doing. You know, you, there's other things you could be doing. Well, mm-hmm. if Ecamm dies, I might go back to uh, um, oh, Piezo. Piezo. I know it's what Kevin uses. Yeah, I might go back yeah. to that. I might. I mean, because I'm at that point. I'm, the kids have to feed themselves. Uh, I've got disposable uh, income here. So if I want to, I could screw around with Audio Hijack. Um if I really want well, there to is a there is a free version that that has like I think a limited time offer or something like that. I'm not quite sure how the free ten one minutes, works. Might be ten minutes yeah. or so. Oh, you yeah. can yeah. Like play with it. it adds yeah. Noise. yeah. We, we can't even sort our thought out in ten minutes, let alone do a podcast. <laughs> how long have we been on now? We've yeah. been on uh and I haven't even got hour. I haven't even gotten past my mixer yet. Yeah. Well I, I was gonna <laughs> we'll ask have part two. <laughs> I was gonna ask you quick here. Um I fooled around with just once. I don't know why, but Soundflower. How does uh-huh. is that yeah. similar to Loopback in theory? It is okay. Um, however, it's a pain. No, no, okay. no, no. The and and I think Rogue Amoeba has a hand in Soundflower now. I think they ended up kind of taking over custodianship of it. Um, Soundflower does amazing things especially when you consider the price which is nothing it's free it can also be tricky and it can also unexpectedly stop working oh we'll see the the, audacity to me has a different type of problem it's audacity as a recording bit of you know as recording software especially in the edit process, the problem with audacity is it's a destructive editor. So if you make a mistake, your audio is gone forever. Whereas with GarageBand, and this is why if you're going to use audacity, always work from copies mm. of your audio, which you should be doing anyway, main source. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, if, if you're using a non-destructive editor like GarageBand, it's not necessarily that big of a deal because but you can always you go back sa- to where you were. Unless you hit save. Once you hit no, save. No, even, even after you hit save. See, I found when I hit save and then I try to go back, it says, mm, sorry. Uh, or, or what kind of files are you talking about? I've, I've, never had a, I've never had a problem with that. What I'm editing the podcast. As really? soon as I hit save, it's like, that's it. You can't go back. It. I've never, I've never had that problem. I'll have to check. I mean, are you using the current one, the current yeah. uh, version? 
which I, I like the other one better. Was it GarageBand see, 6? Now when you're doing it, it, you can record your screen and then send it to the guy and he can see what's happening. Or, you know, I, I mean, you can you can do that through Skype now. Do what through Skype? Oh, screen Look sharing? At, at somebody, yeah, screen sharing. Oh, no, I know. If you were going to do it live, I'm saying if she was doing it when you guys weren't talking, if she was editing her podcast oh. and it happened to her, she could record it like a screenshot. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it would be a video and then he, she could just text it or send it off to you and then you could look at it and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I prefer to use iMessage for screen sharing. <laughs> but you can do it in Skype. Okay, so well, why don't we because why don't we loop this back around? I see what you did. To there. to <laughs> to what I would recommend <laughs> for people that were wanting to get into podcasting at a relatively low cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go the USB microphone route with the ATR twenty one hundred, which is going to cost you around seventy eighty dollars. Fantastic microphone. Or for a little bit less, you can get the Samson uh, Q2U, which some people have told me. I can't tell the difference. Some people have told me that it's not as good. Uh, but that's, I think, around 50 to $60. And if you can still find them, uh, the Knox KNO1. I don't even know if they make those anymore. So that's, that's your microphone into your computer. And then for recording, I would say get Rogue Amoeba's Audio Hijack. It's a fantastic software. Mm-hmm. You can do all kinds of things with it. If and they you, keep it updated. Mm-hmm. And they keep it updated. Uh, if in turn you want to take certain bits of uh, other types of audio that you may have on your computer, then you'll also want to get loopback. And uh, that's, well, you know, you, you're looking at probably $250 at this point between the microphone loop back and audio hijack. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really all you need. You know, if you're talking to somebody via Skype, that's, you know, Skype is free or you can use discord. That's free. Uh, you know, there's all different types of, uh, VoIP software out there. That's, that's basically free that you can use. What's to talk your to favorite so far? We all started out kind of on Skype and then we tried Uvu and we tried, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then tried... we all fled to discord and that was confusing. And I guess Face, we're all back to FaceTime Skype, so. didn't work. Yeah. FaceTime did not work. And FaceTime's audio was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I always end up, I always end up going back to Skype. Because it's, you know, even though it's not great, it's it's consistent. Who did? I was going to say Google Duo is good on the iPhone, but I don't know that there's a Mac component. For yeah, it. I've never even heard of. Heard, well, never even heard of that. Well, well, my friends and family who are on Android are using Duo now. So, and okay. I've noticed that the audio and video <laughs> been actually. I know. Uh, hey, I was, can't pick your family, you know. <laughs> I, I was going to throw out an alternative here for people who are just doing a, a podcast by themselves and not bringing in other <laughs> other people. Um, this is what I was using for my uh, uh, holding out for a hero podcast: my iPad and a gaming headset. Because I just thought yep. I wanted to be different i I wanted to be able to sit back and record in my gaming mm-hmm. chair over here and so i was using my ipad and like i say gaming headset and i was recording into twisted wave 
and I was doing the editing in there. That's that's actually really really good software. Twisted yeah. Wave is it's mm-hmm. a great iOS audio yeah. editor. And, yeah. oh, sorry, recorder. Yeah, and so like I say, I was using a, a, a gaming headset. That way, I had like a decent a decent microphone. I mean, it's probably not as good as you know these here, but I just wanted something that was. I, I like to complicate my life because, you know, why not? But uh, <laughs> but I thought, you know, and this is the way I started out. My first microphone, when I first started uh, doing podcasts, I think the first few episodes of uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, I was using a gaming headset, and then eventually I thought, well, uh, you know, let's try to... How are, you connecting that to, how are you connecting that to your iPad? Uh, is that a USB headset? Uh, well, it's got either one, but I just use the... Uh, uh, a millimeter audio? Yeah, the uh, the a TRRS connector. Sure, yeah, into the microphone. Yeah. yeah, jack. Well, I did have well the other micro I was I got a better one because my original gaming headsets over here the vinyl on here was starting to it was so old it was starting to flake and fall off. Uh that one had a USB and so I was using the USB to lightning adapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's camera, what I adapter. Was using, yeah. camera adapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do it with this yeah. one too cuz this has got both. USB and the uh, the uh, headphone jack to it, but uh, so I was just going from there into uh, Twisted Wave, and then just doing the editing, and then uh, from there I would just you know uh, upload it. That was using Anchor because I, I, it's just, was it's kinda, free. Yeah, it's a hobby thing. I I have well, it's, you know, it's kind of languishing uh, because uh, the other part of podcasting, which goes beyond the production part, is. Uh, Promotion, and <laughs> I suck at promotion. Uh, trying to get people, to, you know, trying to get it out there and try to get you know people to listen and stuff. So um, that's why I play promos mm. during the My Mac podcast. Mm-hmm. And neither one of you have updated your promos in a long time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I put one in Dropbox there. <laughs> when? Oh, a month ago. Let's get down you to did? business. I'm pretty for, sure for for, Geek for which show. podcast? Geeky Show. Hmm. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm going to check that. I'm going to check that right now. Yes. I'll, I'll show I'm you. Pretty sure. Yeah. We got some. We got some kinks. We got to iron out. We got to clean up some. We got to do some housekeeping. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. That came. Oh. Okay. Uh. April nineteenth. Okay. Yep. Let me yep. see if I can hear this. Okay. The twenty nine seconds, which is a really really good time. Yeah. Um. I've forgotten that was there. Oh, damn. Well, it's <laughs> stupid. That's really why we asked you to come yeah. on, guy. <laughs> yeah. Just so we slap you around virtually. Uh, yeah, virtually. And, the, and that one there, all I did was, um, and that was kind of a, a ghetto way of doing it. And I guess that's why, um, I guess that's why I was looking at Soundflower. And, and, and so Loopback could have probably helped me there. Because I found this program, I think it was called Speechify, that you type stuff in and it'll read it back in a computer voice. You can pick out your voice. And so yeah. I was trying to figure out well, how you to could do that with Siri as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just do it in text edit and have Siri read it. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Well, Siri hates me though, so I wanted something. But, but at least. <laughs> and then you can use Audio like Hijack to, to record things. that. Right. Right. But it's I not think complicated enough. I think what I well what I ended up doing was using it on my phone, holding up to the microphone there, and I I thought it came out. <laughs> so I thought it was ghetto. But hey, I'm a farmer. Yeah. You know, I live by the seat of my little pants. bit. Yeah. We did that a long time ago, guy. Didn't we do something where we had a conversation back and forth with Siri? <clears throat> I think we did do that. A long time ago, long time ago, we we were messing around and we we recorded something where we had a back and forth with Siri, where we were talking to her. 
Oh, oh my God. When you vaguely was, remember was that? that? A, was that an ad or was that just like a goof? I think it was a goof we did during something on my Mac. Oh, <laughs> well, you have to remember that, that, I mean, Gaz and I just recorded episode 700. I do. <laughs> I know. We've been at this for like over so, a decade, dude. Yeah. Well, he and I actually started. No, you know, I have a 12 year old now, right? Who's going to be 13 in a couple of days. Well, I remember, I remember meeting, meeting up with you at Pat's house. Pat mm-hmm. Fart. Far, Okay. Rhymes with Thank okay. you. Yes. <laughs> and Kevin. I'm always I'm always afraid to say her name wrong because <laughs> on unedited shows that could be yes. disastrous. <laughs> and I still have the picture of me standing next to you holding up uh-huh. a, I think it was a Mac uh, a, a uh, iPad mini. Yes. I went to Pat's house and yeah. met the Mac mommy. Something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> something really silly. Yep. Kevin came out there too. Yep, that was the first time I met uh, Kevin as well. Mhm. Keegan was a little baby. He was just a little thing. Yeah, he was. He he was he was just a wee a wee lad. <laughs> okay, uh, real quick, let's let's talk about iOS since we kind of went down that route. Uh, I remember in the very last MacWorld Expo recording with Elisa and Vicky in the press room. Mm-hmm with just iOS because the last two years of the Macworld Expo, I didn't take a laptop. I did. Everything. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. And I can't believe that I did not run into Elisa and Vicky when I was there. I ran into you. Oh, yeah. Because I was, I was everybody's. Oh, that was, um, um was twisted oh, wave. Uh, no. boss jock. Yes. Yeah, boss jock. Ah, yes. Cause we were doing Vicky and I would be in the hotel room at night and we would do like really quick, you know, five minute, yeah. Geeky lady segment saying, "This is what we saw today. This is what we did. We're exhausted. Good night." But we used <laughs> we used Boss Jack, and it was good. It's still, still around. around? So the the, oh. the guy that created it has a new piece of software out, and um, I can't remember the name of it, but I don't like it as much as oh, I deleted uh, Boss it Jack was such a. It. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Boss Jock was such an such an easy program to use, uh, but if you're looking for something, if if you don't want to go. And I just remembered this. If you don't want to go the audio hijack route and you're comfortable with using Soundflower, there's a company called uh, Spreaker, Spreaker.com. I've heard of that. And they have a desktop application that will allow you to not record in multitrack, but it will allow you to record yourself and somebody that's on Skype through their application. Now the application is a free download uh, and you can use it for free. You don't have to use their service, their hosting service in order to use the application. And it's got a built in soundboard. Um, If, if you do sign up with their service, which I never have, uh, you can also, there's like a a chat client that's built Mm -hmm. into it. It, It's actually kind of cool software. Uh, but in order, if you don't have loopback, mm-hmm. uh, then you would have to use something like Soundflower in order mm-hmm. to get both you and Skype into it. Interesting. I'm always, I'm just always fascinated with. I mean, I know it's it's great that they have these these wonderful software companies out there that make this beautiful designed interface and it's so easy to use. But 
but you know, this is the geekiest show ever and we like to take her. So we also have to look at that avenue of it yep. and well, kind of like Mike, Freaker. I'm a little in the middle. I do like to make things a little more complicated just cause I, cause I like to just stick it to the man. I want to see if I can roll my I'm own. Sitting here <laughs> looking at my Yamaha mixer and my Behringer <laughs> USB interface and this expensive, stupid microphone. You basically, you qualify. Right. Yeah. And I was just going to throw in about Anchor. Uh, it's pretty good. It has a uh, – you can record in it, but I don't. I use Twisted Wave. But you can drop it in there. They've got a library of some sound effects. They're kind of, you know, so-so. Yeah. They're yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, but for free, they're fine. And, you know, you can just mm-hmm. kind of stack them. So you can put your, in there, uh, your audio in there. You can put a clip in there. And, you know, you publish it. And, you know, that – if somebody wants to just, you know, do a podcast, it's easy – uh, you know, there's. If you think you're gonna be making some money at it, maybe not because I don't know if they ever figured out if you own your podcast, how much control Anchor takes of your podcast if it becomes successful. Um, I know there was some debate it's when like this, click and build with a subsidy. So sure, to speak. sure, yeah. And like I say, there were some people that was warning you don't go through Anchor because you know, yeah, uh, you know, if you're trying to make money at it. But like I say, for me, it's a hobby. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like I say, if somebody just wants to, you know, try out this podcasting thing and see how it goes, uh, that's a way to do it. It doesn't cost you a lot of money, and you know, it's a it's an easy thing. And then, like I say, if if you do think that this is something you want to try, then you can go from there and you know, go Scratch crazy. Yeah, go cra- yeah. Uh, crazy like guy. You know. Uh, yeah. So, you so are I, acting so weird and immature. Exactly. Sure. Don't talk to Mike like that. Right. <laughs> Somebody's got to be uh, immature around here. You know, I got the mind of a 12-year-old. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think, but nothing happens. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, okay, and one other essential bit for podcasting to uh, uh, sush, shush, um, because I've been using that here because I have to turn my head to the side and cough once in a while because I got something there. So consider that one, too. You know, just That's a free bit that you can just put in there and hit a button to silence things, so. Yeah, I had a different one. I can't remember the name of it, but I could never get it to work. Oh, this one's pretty good. I, you just I got to remember to run it. I just is that mind. in the is that in the uh, app store, or is that separate? Oh man, I don't remember. I'm using Push Mic Control, and that is in the app store. But I don't remember if I paid something for it or not. I think I. But I set a hot button for it that I can press. Let's see. How the hell do you spell shush? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's, it's $5. It, it's $5 in the Mac app store. Okay. But it, it's a nice little piece of hardware because, or like every once in a while, my dog back here will do something. So I quite try to silence it, but, um, that's a handy little bit, but so, yeah, I think we've kind of covered in about an hour and a half, um, which is about normal <laughs> for us, uh, cause we go on and on. We, we never say, have anything to say. Sure. No. Yeah. We always say if we get 10 minutes, yeah. Cripes. If we ever had 10 minutes, the apocalypse is coming. People uh, would wonder if we were okay. You're right. Yeah. If we're, you know, but, uh, so in an hour and a half, we've kind of covered, if you want to try and, you know, put together, you know, a good quality podcast, we've got some information here, just, you know, the stuff you want to know about podcasting, if you ever want to do it. So, you know, you know we thank you, Guy, for showing up and putting up with sure. you know, us and, you know, doing this. Huh. And, um, oh. oh, believe me, the pleasure was all yours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> plus, and plus, that was the, really the tip of the iceberg. We didn't talk about headphones. We didn't talk about hosting. No, no. We didn't talk no. about the actual editing. This is oh, just, Lord, you know, yeah. and publishing. Yeah, this is just right. the, you know, step one. 
this is yeah, mm-hmm. you got something in the can. So this what is you part do with A. It, so you're right. Um, but yeah, so like I say, we kind of started that, and it, you know, if you if by popular demand, you know, if people want to know more, we can drag you back, right, and we can do sure. this again. So okay, um, <laughs> but um, so um, you know, I think at this point we kind of covered everything. Uh, is there anything else anybody want to say before we wrap this thing up? Or thank um, you, guy. Thank you, yeah. guy. You're welcome. <laughs> Rogamiba.com. There you go. Um, your check is in the mail. Uh, real, real quick, do you mind if I throw some plugs in? Sure. Okay. Uh, MyMac.com podcast that I do every single week with Gaz. We've been doing it for over 10 years. It's been around for over 15 years. Um, uh, it took a definite drop in quality around 2009. I'm not sure why, but it mm-hmm. did. Uh, then there's also... The uh, Guy's Daily Drive that I record in my car as I'm driving around, which is really stupid and dangerous, but I do it anyway. There's uh, the Wednesday night talk gab that I've been doing. Originally, it was on Facebook. I've been experimenting with having a YouTube redirect to my website, which is vertshark.com. Don't ask where that name came from. It just appeared in my mind one day. And lo and behold... It was a domain that nobody else had. Shocker. Wow. So com. you can find links to all the stuff that I do there. I'm on Twitter as either Mac Parrot or Vertshark. Shocker again. Better than Baby and if you, it, it is. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't go there. Uh, if you would like to, if you'd like to ask me uh, questions about audio or a video, you can go on over to YouTube, find some of the videos that I have there, pose questions there, and I pretty much answer anything that comes up. Oh, awesome. Uh, so uh, while we're doing the outros, uh, Lisa, where can people find you, uh, find out more about you? Okay, on Twitter, it's at Sensei Dai. And also you can go to 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out, which is the podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. And Melissa, where can people find out about you? You can go to my website, themacmommy.com, and you can find me pretty much online all over at The Mac Mommy. And if for some weird reason you want to find out what I have to say, you can go to uh, <laughs> um, I can you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Tripman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. And then I also have my Holding Out for a Hero podcast that you can find on Anchor and a few other podcast uh, podcast places except itunes i don't know why they won't let me in there but anyway uh you can uh, check that out and this time i actually this week i actually have my shit together here if you want to find out more about the show head over to geekiestshowever.com reviews and comments and itunes are always welcome we thank everyone who does that we hope you have enjoyed the show as much as we will have you, will you give them a woody <laughs> oh i, I don't we'll know we'll send that them legal? to you sure we'll send them to, <laughs> yeah. we'll send them to you guy Right. Okay, good enough. Maybe we should come up with something. Well, we'll copy. We'll come up with something like a... Sure. Uh, we'll come up with a Woody, maybe. Maybe we'll send him a little uh, uh, doll uh, from uh, Toy uh, Story. Uh, uh, uh. Toy Story. Yeah. No, okay. No. Oh, oh, that kind of Woody. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I was going to say, because you guys were talking about it in the last podcast, and I was, you thought I heard something else, too. But anyway. Uh, yeah, there, 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 are, there are no batteries or wiggly bits involved. Thank God. <laughs> Just inside your head. But anyway, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have. And don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. 
This is Private Eye Macintosh, and I'm here to tell you about a book written about me and my search for the Maltese Cube. Yes, it's a fine book. I think you should get it. Quiet, you. It combines technology, Mac trivia, action, murder, suspense. Oh, just tell them where to get it. I'll get to that. Romance. Film noir detective fiction. I can't stand it anymore. It's called The Maltese Cube, and it was written by my Mac writer and podcaster Guy Searle. Find it on Amazon. It's only $2.99 and coming soon to the Apple's iBook store. Don't forget, it's The Maltese Cube and so inexpensive. You know you're not in it, right? I mean, the next one, right? Sure thing, Louie. You know, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Get the Maltese Cube on Amazon and soon in the iBook store.